you have a question or something you would like to talk about, send us an email or message us on Facebook and Instagram. AMA Motocross. So we had the final two rounds in Colorado and California. Zach Osborne is your champion, Jed. He wrapped it up with a 12-point lead over Adam Cincerulo at the end. So... Zach Osborne won it with 355 points ahead of Cincerulo on 343. Eli Tomac was in third on 321, which is 34 points down of Zach Osborne. How cool is that for Osborne, man? Oh, it's incredible. How, how, how good of a story is it, like, with his background and everything to where he is now? You know, being a factory rider in the U.S. to going to Europe because he had no ride, coming back to the U.S., and now he's a champion. It's a it's perfect like, story. It's such a cool story. He deserves story. it. Yeah, like... He deserves everything he gets. Like, I just think that's the coolest thing ever. And, man, like, his bike was good. He did such a good job throughout the series. He was the fastest. Like, I don't want to say he mailed it in that last round, but he sort of, you know, just let it come to him. And, man, like... Yeah, and he was the strongest competitor at all the rounds. Like, he he just smashed everyone, really. Yeah, no asterisk. I, I know Tomac had the... I think he won the last three races or something like that, but... um. Yeah, just he was, he was the man. That's yeah. it. You can add another three rounds to that championship. He's still the winner. Yep. Yeah, you know, I, I he believe was that. Clearly the best guy in the series. Yeah. Sensorulo was lightning fast. Man, he is going to be a contender next year. Like, watch out. I've said that. Yeah. He's just that. And one of my favorite riders, him and the Lawrence brothers, especially Jet, you know, they just, it's, Brings back that excitement back to, you know, your motocross and supercross, and he's going to be good to watch. I love his style. Like, he just, doesn't hang off it, but like <laughs> I was just gonna say, pin it and hang off the back. Like he kind of hangs off the back and gets it all moving, and yeah, I think yeah. he's great to watch. And I think watch out next year. Like he is gonna be there if he can keep yeah. it upright. Um, the Eli Tomac story. I mean, everyone's covered that in every podcast and YouTube channel out there. So I guess not much to add, but just one of those seasons. Do you think he comes back as strong next year, Jed? I think he does. I think he wants that super. He'll want that Supercross title again, and I think that's what's happened this year. He's been chasing that Supercross title for so many years. He's finally got it, and you know maybe didn't put as much motocross preparation in as usual. Um, he's won it last what three years in a row, four years in a row. Um, yeah, it's just I guess he just didn't want it as much. Yeah, look, I I'm not going to read too much into it. It's a funny season, coronavirus. He's had a kid. Like, there's a whole bunch of things happening. I I think we just chalk it up to. Didn't go his way, and I think he'll be just fine come next year. I know last show I spoke a bit about Chase Sexton being, you know, really improved, and he really impressed me. But that last uh, race there in Fox Raceway in California, dude, I'm so impressed with that kid. I think, again, like with Cincerulo, watch out for him next year. Like, I'm really interested to see where he goes. With yeah, he's going to step straight into the smic- into the mix as well, same as Cincerella. Like, he's going to be there in I, top top five every race. Yeah, like, I know Roxon is the top Honda guy, so to speak, but, man, uh, I think Sexton might be now. Yeah, I, oof, it's going to be a interesting dynamic under that Honda truck. It looks good, yeah. 250s, Dylan Ferrandis is your champion over Jeremy Martin, who got second, 13 points behind. And a long way back in third was Shane McElrath, uh, again for the Star Yamaha team, 102 points behind. Um, I mean, third point, third place in the championship is no mean feat, and that's a huge congrats to him. But 102 points down is an absolute waxing at the same time. So depends on what way you want to look at it, I suppose. Give, 
big gap between first and third. Huge, like a hundred over a hundred points. So massive. Um, Hunter Lawrence, man, I feel sorry for him. Results just started to turn around. He had a good race there in Colorado. Um, you know, really solid, and looks like he's hurt that shoulder that he hurt earlier in the season. Um, by the way, it sort of seems. What a bummer. Yeah, it sucks. Um, I was hoping for big things from him from the motocross season this year, coming off of what he'd done last year. You know, he came over halfway through the season um, over there, and, yeah, I was hoping for big things just, out of him this year, but just didn't happen. And But his brother, Jet. Mate, what a race. Parler, grabbed the win. I mean, couldn't be more pumped, like polar opposites with Hunter and Jet at the moment, but Jet, man... I think that's really cool. And um, something that I think is interesting with the whole Geico Honda shutdown with, you know, anyone who follows the sport, I'm sure has heard about Geico Honda going away. But I wonder, you know, how many of the staff and the people, or if anyone, comes across to this so-called factory Honda setup. And I wonder what the bikes and how that's all going to be for those kids. I mean, I'm sure it'll be competitive. But, you know, being under that factory tent, as the rumours are, um, I wonder how that's going to go. Like, I think it might be a bit of a shot in the arm for him, like a big sort of confidence booster, like I'm a proper factory guy. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, well, they're going to be joining um, Sexton and Roxon. So you don't get any better than that and being able to work with those guys closely and uh, if the rumours are true and they do, this does happen, this HRC team, yeah, be incredible for them. What do you make of Jeremy Martin? The um, He's out at Geico. And it's been announced he's back to stay. Yamaha, what's the go there, Jed? Well, what else do you say? He's just wanted to come back to the number one team, back to Yamaha, back to, you know, where where he's had all those championships and everything, you know. <laughs> Sitting back, looking at his championship bikes, going, yeah, I need to go back. If I want to win and be the best, this is where I need to be. Yeah. Did you, did you call up Will Hahn, did you, mate, and say, <laughs> look, just give him a call, he'll come back home. You know? No, I think they've hired half the field, haven't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to win anyway. They're probably going to get... They're going to run the top 10. They'll just buy everybody. That's they'll it. win somehow. Oh, they're up to like five or six riders now, aren't they? Oh, it's hard to keep count. But, yeah. Um, oh, man, he's going to be hard to beat outdoors. Like, he was quick this year and back on that Yamaha. Like, admittedly, that thing is really good. Well, that's just the star Yamaha is the number one bike at the moment. And having him there, um, it's, yeah, he's going to be fast. Speaking of Star Yamaha, I've got a question for you, Jed. So, let's just say, you know, Will Hahn, right, he's the manager there at Star Yamaha, and he calls you up, and he says, right, I want you to do three races for me, Jed, on this factory bike. Which three races are you going to, and why? Yep. My top three. Uh, first one would be Redbud. Okay. Uh, the track the track looks cool, but besides the track, the atmosphere. I've, I've always wanted to go there um, and... and go to Red Bud and just watch. But if I could ride there, that'd, that'd be even better. Okay, next um, one. Just full full redneck. It's crazy what you see. I'll sit on the hill with the beers, mate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, uh, WWMX Ranch, Jacksonville, second. Looks like a cool flowing track and sandy. Um, good to mix it up and everything, but it, it looked unreal this year, I thought. Yeah, I think it did too. Like I know it's like a flat bit of dirt, but... The- the track and the design looks really fun to ride. It did. It looked unreal. Mm. Um, and my third one, just an old classic. Um, I've ridden Glen Helen. It'd be good to get this one under the belt as well. Is Hangtown. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just, wasn't expecting you to say Hangtown. Yeah, just, I don't know. It's just, how many years have they run at Hangtown for? 
Oh, donkeys years. So for as long as I can remember as I was a kid. Yeah. Um, and it would be called, you know, I've ridden Glen Helen. I'd like to go to Hangtown. Uh, the others I'm not too worried about. Redbud, obviously. Um, but Hangtown would be cool to go to. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. What about, um? here's another one out of the AMA, Wilson. Has he finished a season yet? So he's pulled pulled the pin oh, three rounds out, three, four rounds out from the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, said he needs to go in for surgery and everything. Can't remember the last time he finished a full MXSX season. Yeah. Good question. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, such a talented guy and, you know, personable and good with the sponsors and all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, I mean... How long can it go on for? I guess as long as he's popular and that he's wanted yeah. on that team. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel for him on one hand because, like, it sucks to see people get injured. But oh, like you 100%. said... Such a talented rider. But it can't go forever. Yeah, he just keeps keeps injuring injuring himself, you know. Um, you look back in the field and stuff as well. Something else I've, I've noticed, especially in the last few rounds, uh, the top... You look. We always talk about the top five riders, but you go outside the top five and you look at the uh, five to twenty. It's yeah. still stacked. The four fifty class this year is stacked full of full of riders. But Adam Entignat also on a factory team um, at the last round at Fox Raceway, twenty four twenty six. Yeah, that's a bit of an odd one. Like he's got the following and he's popular and all that stuff, but can you can you ride on the result of being? "Quote unquote," the cool guy, and get twenty sixth or whatever it is, and just keep getting these rides, or like I That's, don't know. If I'm a team manager, like you can be the coolest dude ever, but if you're getting twenty sixth, I'm not so sure. I'm putting another contract in front of you. Would you? That's it. Twenty nine, twenty four at Thunder Valley. The the round before, I I wouldn't be putting a contract there. No. Yeah. If you can sign somebody else. Um, obviously, well, it brings it brings in the followers and stuff, but well, Max Anstey, like he was a, a good sign. Like uh, I'm looking at the points in front of me, he got ninth overall this year, 193 points, and he was in between Blake Baggett and Brock Tickle in the points. So, you know, Anstey's a good one. You could get a Brock Tickle, Frederick Norin, Benny Bloss. They're all they're all top ten, just outside of the top ten, eighth, eighth, and eleventh. Like yeah. it's like. You know what though? It's like, crazy. Even another guy who, like, I know he's already signed, and you'd probably find him hard to get because he'd be worth a bit of money. Christian Craig, like he's on yeah. the star team, right? So, you know, you can't actually get the guy. But in theory, why wouldn't you get a Christian Craig out of the 250 class or a Shane McArath or someone? Like I'm looking at the points here. Christian Craig got sixth overall in the 450s. Like why wouldn't you go for someone like that? I don't know. It's just interesting. I just looked at it the other day and I was looking from – Outside the top five, top five to 20 is just stacked, as you say, full of riders. You've got Barsha, Frederick Noren, Bogle, Bloss, Anstey, uh, Muskin was just outside the, the top five. Um, Tickle, Bowers. There's another one, yeah. Bowers, haven't heard his name in, in when he was cleaning up in 250s. Yeah. You know, but he's still... He was battling st- with Webb, yeah. That's right, still there, um, and he's inside, inside that top 20. That's how stacked it is. But yeah, just these things uh, with like Wilson. Antic nap, you know? How, yeah, how long can it go on for? If you haven't already, subscribe for free on your favourite podcast app. It's been action-packed on the MXGP Tour, Jed. We've had six rounds over the last month since our last show with the series 
uh, visiting Italy, Spain, and Belgium. Tim Geyser is your current points leader. Uh, the last round uh, of the Lommel triple header thing was held uh, this morning, actually, as we record this, and we were just watching it before the show. Uh, Geyser has a 74-point lead over Tony Caroli in second. Jeremy Siwa is in third, on, and he's 84 points down. So it's pretty tight between Caroli and Siwa there in third, 10 points difference. Um, dude, Geyser is really starting to turn it on. 1-1. One, one, Another win at Lommel, like he's really starting to wick it up. Yeah, it's twelve race race wins for him now. The, the man's an animal. Just and watching it on the TV with the the track and that anyone who rides that and finishes the race is incredible. Yeah, that Lommel track is super treacherous. Like one thing I do like about that European racing is that there's been like a lot of mistakes and things going on because of how different the tracks are. You know, like. It's just such different to that American style racing, you know. It is, yeah. I think the well, the tracks start out rougher, um, so compared to the US where they're groomed and everything. MXGP they just groom the start straight in between each race, and that's it. And they're they're no good to start with. <laughs> yeah, and it makes for so many battles. And like we saw Tim Geyser crash early in the race, and same as Caroli, yeah. and they're coming back through the pack and they're making passes and like. Guys is pinning it around the outside of people, and there's like, yeah, there's a lot going on because of the style of the track. Yeah, yeah, and uh, oh, I think I think so too. Yeah, it's 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 incredible. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's what's been making them so strong at like motocross these nations and things like that too. You know, like they're not just these one lap, you know, dash single line slot car tracks. You know, like the states are. They're just so different. Oh, 100%. You only got to see the riders that they produce and when they come over to the US or Australia and vice versa. Zach Osborne, perfect example. Goes over there, improves, comes back, you know. It's just incredible. Jorge Prado uh, won one at his home GP of Spain and he was looking very impressive over the last few rounds. Um, even, I think he collected a win there in Lommel. If not, it was, you know, a very tight podium. And he said on the podium that he was feeling cro- quite sick and he was obviously short of breath. And I actually saw the clip and thought... Geez, that doesn't look good considering the COVID stuff at the moment. And sure enough, he was ruled out of the most recent GP due to coronavirus. So really sucks for Prado. I hope he's back for these next rounds in Italy. I hope he can get cleared by then because he is going so fast. I mean, I've said before that I think Geyser has the speed over these guys, except for when Hurlings is around. Like when he's around, I don't think anyone's getting any Hurlings. But um I think Prado, man, I think he's really got the potential to give Geyser everything he can handle in the years to come. Yeah, I think he does too, for sure. Um, obviously, as we said, except for when um, Hurlings is around, but yeah, definitely. Caroli, solid, um, mostly consistent, but I just don't think he's got the speed that Geyser and, and Prado have, and he's just dropped a bit of points, like we said, 74 back from Geyser. Um but, I mean, you know what? Second in the points is still pretty good. Clement de Salle has announced that he is retiring at the end of the 2020 season. Uh, long-time Suzuki guy. He's Kawasaki at the moment. Uh, a lot of second places uh, to Caroli during the early 2010. So that'll be a, a ride that opens up there at the Factory Cowie team, Jed. I'm not sure. They haven't announced anything yet, but someone no. will get it. No, I haven't seen anything. But, yeah, it'd be good for someone to get it. Young and up-and-comer. Mitch Evans, unfortunately, broke his wrist there in Spain. I mean, what a bummer for the Aussie. Um, on a good note, though, he has re-signed to the factory HRC Honda team along with Geyser for next season uh, in a press release that said multi-year contracts. I was going to say, I think it's a two-year deal, isn't it? 
Yeah. Is that I read? It said multi-year contracts yeah, on yeah. the one that I read, whether that means I would think it means two. Yeah, I'm sure I read it was two. Mm. Yeah. So that'd be great. Like, that's awesome. A bit of job security. I think he's going to be pretty good next season, mate. Yeah, for sure. And he deserves it too. Yeah, he does deserve it. And it's great to see Honda back him. Dylan Walsh, as we explained a few shows ago, he's left and gone to the UK and he's been riding in Europe. He's been doing pretty well here too. He pulled a whole shot there in Lommel in one of the races, getting better results. And for a guy who was meant to be riding a 250 here in Australia, he's been doing well, Jed. That's it. Probably lack of practice on the um, bike and setup time and everything on the bike as well. It's good results. Probably not as strong and fit as he wants to be, bouncing around the way he has either. That's so right. Yeah, for sure. That's pretty good for him. Uh, Kyle Webster, another Aussie that's over there at the moment. Poor bugger gave this MXGP thing a red-hot crack, but it's gone completely the wrong way for him. He had a couple of posts on his socials with some nasty crashes, like getting flung off and like full scorpion down the back of a berm. And, you know, poor guy, he's going to be out for the season here and he's aggravated a shoulder by the sounds of it. So no more GPs for him. Um, but I was, you know, hoping he'd do well over there, sand guy, oh, you know. I was waiting. Yeah, I wish he, you know, was at this last Lommel round and that the last two or three of them would have been good to see him, you know, t- towel him up over there. Mm, at least mixing it up, that's for sure. Yeah. 250 class, Tom Vial is your current points leader, 74 points up on Yago Gitz. Uh, Maxime Renault in third. Our own Jed Beaton is in fourth place. Uh, bit of a hot battle there in fourth with Jed Beaton, uh, with Thomas Kier Olsen, who's his teammate. Um, so a bit happening there for those guys, but looks like Vial's pretty well got it sorted there, and he's a long way in front in the points race. And you know, if that's anything to go by, another MX2 World Championship on the cards for the Red Bull KTM team, mate. What's new? <laughs> They've won the last, what, 10 years in a row? Mate, they are just so dominant. Yeah. Uh, Gitz, he is doing well in the Yamaha, but he's in no man's land when you look at the points. Um, 74 points down on Vial, and then like 100-odd points on Renault up. So he's, yeah, like kind of stuck there, not doing a whole lot. Yeah. Um, as we said, beaten, yeah, he's in that battle for third to fifth with Renault and Thomas Kier Olsen. Nice to see Bailey Malkowicz has been on a steady improvement. Um, he was in 21st there at the last show. Um, looking at the points in front of me now, he's jumped up to 16th. Um, the last two we've got there in Lommel, he's scored points in both motos. Massive improvement. He's jumped up the points. Um, nice. Yeah, it's getting better, like... Let's hope he re-signs, gets another year over there. He's only a young guy. He's only young. Yeah, so hopefully with these results, he can sign again and stay over there. Yeah, I think he's about 18. So plenty of time in that class too, being under 23s. He's got a lot of time to develop and and work through. Um, Nathan Crawford, what happened? Yeah, I don't know. Like, he's had quite a few rounds now where he's been out. Uh, If I go back through it, he's missed the last one, two, three, four, five rounds with no points at the one before that, which is actually when he got hurt, so six rounds ago. And the press release only came out, as we record this, like today or yesterday, to say he's got a hurt knee. And I was a bit like, that's a bit slack. Like, you've had six races not to say anything. Like, not even to say, hey, look, um, I've got a sore knee, elbow. Like, I don't know what's wrong, but I've got an injury that I'm carrying at the moment. That's generally what happens. I'm going to be out for a little bit. I'm not sure what. I'm under observation. Oh, right, No worries. Yeah, I don't, don't know. Don't know the full situation, but, yeah, the, generally that's what they do, don't they? Generally yeah. announce it straight away or, you know, a couple of days after, you, 
you make the decision whether you're going to beat the next round or the one after or something like that. Uh, release, do a bit of a press release, and yeah, but yeah, and you don't even have anything. to say like, you know, oh, um, I need a knee reconstruction. I'm going for surgery. It would just be as something as simple as, oh, look, I'm carrying an injury at the moment. Um, I got to get it sorted out. I'm booked in for blah blah blah. Play it by ear for three or four weeks. I'll get back to you then with what we need to do. You know, like yeah, just know. completely MIA. Nothing from the team. Nothing from him. I don't know. To me, that just doesn't seem very professional. Yeah, odd situation. I'm sure we'll find out, but yeah, so- something will be released or all that. Yeah. Um, Wilson Todd appears to be over there and still just preparing and getting ready. I guess Lommel he wasn't ready for it in the sand. He put a picture up the other day. He was at uh, Trentino in Italy doing some training so hopefully we can see him for those last few GPs yeah it'll be good